Welcome to the What in the World is God Doing podcast, conversations with Highland Park Missions Partners here in Casper, Wyoming, and around the world. In the midst of global crises and a daily onslaught of discouraging news, this podcast will encourage you about the good work God is doing around the world and inspire you to join in God's mission in our everyday lives. Highland Park Community Church exists to take risks to pursue God and love like Jesus. And our mission partners are faithfully and courageously living that out locally and globally. I'm Darren Edwell Palker, the Go Pastor here at Highland Park. And joining me today is Jason and Abby Torgeson. As regional consultants for Latin America, Jason and Abby are responsible for directing the work of Church of God Global Strategy missionaries and projects in Latin America, and for working in partnership with The Seed, the leadership team for the Church of God in that region. They've been living in Costa Rica for the last three years and have been serving in that role, and we're so grateful to have you guys here joining us today. So Jason and Abby, welcome. Thank you, Darren. Okay, thanks. You know, you guys have had a crazy last couple of months. Can you share with us what it's been like and what has been taking place in your lives? Sure. Um, It probably started about last year when uh, we kind of felt God was calling us to have another child. We have a four-year-old and uh, we were a little resistant at first. We had a busy schedule, busy life, and the thought of having to go back and uh, start over again. I'm 42. Um, I married young. Um, I was told that was smart. Um, and, uh, so when we, um, kind of wrestled with God about having another child, we said, okay, we'll have another one. And, um, so we did. And literally the day before we had our ultrasound, um, we sold our car, we sold our Sequoia, um, downsized to a smaller, more economical car. And the next day we found out we were having twins, um, no history of twins in the family, uh, so it was a, it's an adventure. And there uh, you were in Costa Rica when you found that out. We were actually back here in the U.S. when we found out. So we were, we were here in the U.S. Uh, doing our home assignment. But the twins were born down there? Correct. And so not only did you have twins, but here we are in the midst of this COVID pandemic that hit. So what happened with that? Well, we were, uh, when we got our house down there in Costa Rica, we realized we needed to renovate it and get it bigger so we could actually fit everybody. Um, and in that process, we timed it out so that our const, uh, our renovation would be done right at about the time that the babies were born. I gave myself an extra month and well, they had other plans. They decided to come out early. So we were still in the midst of concrete dust and everything else when the babies came early, um, emergency C-section. And, um, that put, uh, our son, uh, who ended up with a staph infection in the NICU for about a month. Wow. And so tell us, you made a decision because COVID was new for all of us and there you are in costa rica and you had to make uh kind of really like a split decision split second decision about what to do yeah at the time um things were blowing up in the u.s um washington state was number three uh, for the most infections um and uh, costa rica wasn't even really getting started yet um however the, the hospitals were already overrun um without covid and so that was a decision that we didn't take lightly we talked with a lot of uh close mentors um as well as the doctor's physician my physician um and they all recommended based off of the immunity of our son um just the antibiotics it was best for us to to come back so tell us about the work that you do in latin america 
Yeah, sure. So in Latin America, we have the privilege of walking alongside the Church of God in Latin America. So we, we walk alongside our missionaries. We walk alongside our national leaders. We, we helped provide some support and some oversight for the missionaries and for the projects that the Church of God in Latin America does. And um, just as a part of that role, you know, we our official title has been regional consultants, but we actually see ourselves more as regional connectors, building connections between people, whether that's partners in the U.S. and churches in Latin America or among churches within Latin America, within countries or between countries, feeling like those connections are the way really that the church can be more unified and stronger and more effective in, in our ministry and witness. So primarily in, in that role, we're just, we're connectors between the different different people in play in the region. And so how has COVID impacted the work that you're doing and the people you're working with? Right. So obviously for, for our family, we made the decision to come back to the U.S., but we're able to do a lot of the same things. We, we can't travel as we used to, to travel about once a month. Uh, obviously, we're not able to travel to visit our, our partner sites and, and our missionaries. But uh, primarily the impact has been for the people that, uh, that, that we work with. We're concerned for our missionaries, for our projects, as churches in the U.S. aren't meeting. Many churches in the U.S. that partner with our missionaries or support our projects aren't able to give as much as they could because tithing and offerings are down just from churches not being able to meet. And so we're concerned about their funding and, and those things. But but even more, if you think about churches in the U.S. not being able to meet, a lot of churches in the U.S. have online giving, mm-hmm. have the ability to take credit cards. Latin American churches have not met for about the same period of time now that many U.S. churches have been closed, and, and they're continuing not to be able to meet for the foreseeable future. Most of those can't take credit cards, so those pastors are literally not receiving income. They're not, re- and, and even those church members who are able to scrape together money or get it to the church, a lot of them aren't working because you've got a lot of day laborers in our congregations. And so when you're in quarantine, you can't go to work. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid. And you're lucky to feed your family, much less give to your church. And so our churches are struggling, our pastors are struggling, some of the the families are struggling um, just because they're not, not able to work. And particularly with the quarantine, that's something that's that's been interesting to hear stories from Latin America. And, and every country is a little bit different. Um, Costa Rica, where we live, is actually one of the least restricted at this point. Um, but as a general panorama, knowing every country is a little different, uh, most of our countries, most of our pastors and families are, are in a literal lockdown situation that can leave one one day a week, maybe, men on some days, women on some days, or in some cases it depends on your national ID number, and you're literally only allowed to walk out of your house on those days. You can't, you can't leave otherwise. And even then for essential things, for grocery stores, for pharmacies, for banks, for the, the very, very, very bare basics, or maybe exercise within a half mile of your house, but extremely restricted, extremely locked down. And so you can imagine the toll that takes on people personally, the toll it takes on families, parents with their children and spouses. We're hearing stories of family struggle, and, and then you add the stress of unemployment on top of that. It, it, it can be a very difficult situation for our families. We're all having to innovate in this time. It's new for all of us globally. What are you seeing God do through this in the church, and how are churches responding? Yeah, the incredible thing is, you know, when you've got people locked down, they're they're getting very creative, and they're getting creative in their use of technology with, with what they're able to do and, and getting creative with their time. And so one of the leadership, uh, some of the leaders that we work with are called the SEED, which you mentioned earlier in our introduction, and that's that's the elected body of international leaders for Latin America. And so typically there's a convention every two to three years that the SEED puts on, and it's it's a big deal, and it's an important part of the life of the church. And they say, well, why can't we try to do something on Zoom, and why can't we do some kind of unified service? And they talked with us, and we already had a, a, a paid Zoom account that would allow a lot of people to connect. We said, sure, we'll be happy to, to host this. And, and so... 
the first meeting, about 80 people connected, and uh, we, we decided to upgrade to a larger plan for up to 500 because we thought, man, if uh, 101 pastors try to connect that one poor guy that's that's left out or lady that's left out, we don't want them to be excluded. And so the first meeting, 80-something devices were connected. So that's fantastic, and everybody celebrated, and it was, it, it was a wonderful time of prayer and sharing together and breaking up into small groups and letting people pray for one another from different countries. And it was incredible. And they said, when's the next one? So... The, two weeks later, we, we did the next one, and, and again, 80-something people, and I said, okay, well, that's great. We don't need our big account, and, and literally, I forgot to cancel the subscription for the for the upgraded account, but I told the leaders, I said, okay, we've only got this a little bit more time, um, and so they said, well, for the next event, we'll make sure that fewer people connect, so we'll, we'll, we'll break them down. We'll do youth, and then we'll do women, and then we'll do another general one, and, and that should be, you know, create smaller groups. So they, they did the youth one the next week, and 350 devices connected with these with these youth. So probably four or 500 people total at this meeting. Just absolutely incredible, and the energy in the room, and calling out all the countries that were presented. Everyone from Chile say, woo, you know, and which was great with all the feedback and everything you hear on, on Zoom. Chi-chi-chi. Uh, yeah, that, there was definitely some chi-chi-chi, le-le-le going on in there. And uh, so we ended up having a total of 19 or 20 of our countries represented in, in each of these Zoom meetings. The women's meeting brought 250 people. The next general one was over over 100. And so every meeting, these have continued to grow. And now there's talk of, of having an in-person youth meeting when that can happen or an in-person women's meeting when that can happen. And so, so much, despite the fact that people are locked in their homes, they're more unified than ever. And it's just been an incredible thing to, to witness. What a crazy paradox. And we're seeing that here in the States too. But as people are experiencing the isolation, there still is that hunger to connect and there's new ways through technology that that connection is happening. So that's exciting. You know, one of the goals in our podcast is to get people moving on mission in their daily lives. And you guys obviously took some big steps to follow what you believe is God's call serving and being missionaries. What words of encouragement would you give for those listening, trying to say, well, you know what, I might not make it to Costa Rica. Well, certainly now with COVID, but I might not, you know, go around the world, but what, word of encouragement can you give to people just struggling to find out, man, what does it mean for me to live like a missionary in my everyday life? I think the biggest thing is get involved. Um, get get involved within your local church, your community. Find out what it is that makes you tick. Um, for me, it was serving. I, I absolutely loved just serving, meeting needs and, and so forth. And so you find that and you find other people that have that same passion and desire and you kind of feed off of each other. And so I would say get involved. Um, you know, if you have an opportunity to go on a mission trip, it's life-changing. It is absolutely incredible. I know you guys are planning some mission trips in the future and um, some ones that are, are not not prohibitively expensive that you can do. And if, and if you can't go, um, support somebody else to go. Encourage somebody else to go. You know, think about uh, the people that you have an influence around and pour into those individuals as well. That's awesome. You know, here at Highland Park, we do something unique called Faith Promise. And it's a yearly pledge where we ask people to pray and talk to God and say, God, what number would you have for us to give this year? It's a number of faith. And the idea is that when you make that pledge, you trust that that's going to come in from some unexpected source. And we take that money and that's what we use to fuel missions locally and globally and around the world. And we have um, a certain number. Uh, we have six foreign mission partners, three local 
you guys are not necessarily one of our six foreign, but we do support, we work together with projects and what you're doing and you oversee or connect with some of our key partners in Nicaragua and in Peru. So we're super grateful for the work. I just want to give the opportunity for those that are listening to find out ways to track with your ministry, to support you in other ways and find how can they follow up with what you're doing, hear stories. And for those that are interested in being a part of your team, what, what could that look like? So yeah, we've we've got a number of different ways. Um, one of the easiest ways to connect with us as we start talking from a podcast would be to connect with our ministry Facebook page. Um, we're under the profile of Jason and Abby Torgerson, and there we put updates of the different things that that we're doing. And we can obviously also answer messages from there to to hear from people. Um, if someone wants to connect with us financially, partner with us financially, uh, the easiest way would be on through the Church of God Ministries website, which is chogglobal.org/jatorgeson, and I'll spell that because I know that's a lot of uh, letters there. C H O G Global dot org slash j a t o r g e s o n. Yeah, and that and and we have a variety as we've changed our role from kind of regional coordinator, and we're kind of slowly changing that to regional connector. Um, don't hesitate to not to reach out to us. Um, you know, that's one thing that we've really appreciated with our relationship with with you, Darren. Is um, when you said, "Hey, you know, look, we're looking at engaging here. How can we help?" And 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 for us to do the legwork and to be able to be plugged in. We would love to plug people in if it's a if it's a young student that is like, man, I, I, w- I want to learn Spanish. You know, um, we've had people reach out to us and just say, hey, I've got this passion or I got this need or I got this connection. Um, it's incredible to see how God uses those different connections to, to grow his ministry. Well, and what I just want to say personally about the two of you and the great work that you're doing, it has been so helpful for us here in Highland as we're seeking a partner in Nicaragua and in Peru and other places to talk with you because you're on the ground, you're there, you're connected with leaders, and there really is a collaboration and and there's an accountability and our network is strengthened that way. We here in Casper, Wyoming, uh, cannot make decisions, wise decisions on the ground of what's happening in other countries without being there. And so your presence there means so much. We're grateful for what you're doing. Uh, We want to support you in prayer and, and love to ask, how can we be praying for you? Yeah, I think a number of different ways. You've you've heard some stories about COVID and how that's affected our family or, or the region, and, and that's probably some of the most immediate things. Fortunately, if anyone's concerned, our, our twins are doing very well now. They're very healthy. They're they're growing. They're the little girl's finally on the growth chart. Rebecca's finally on the growth chart, and Silas is very close. So, you know, obviously, we appreciate continued prayers for our family and in that dynamic, and and also just as we. Um, as I mentioned before, for our projects, for our missionaries, and also for our family and in funding, um, that's that's something that that continues to be a need. But um, we know that God has been faithful and God has provided and God has called people to to step up in so many ways. And it's really just just a joy for us as as we get to do our role. You know, we we talk about sharing stories, but what what we were talking about today as we were thinking about what we would share is honestly a lot of our best stories are other people's stories not because we want to take credit for them or we're not doing anything ourselves but but for our in our particular role we are most successful when we're helping other people be successful and so being able to see pastors in our region or missionaries in our region do the work that God has called them to do that's that's the best that's awesome that's awesome well we would love to pray for you And those that are listening, if you would, as I pray, uh, please join us as we pray for Jason and Abby and Josiah and Rebecca and Silas for 
the uncertainty of this time and what's happening now as you're back in the States and um, my understanding is residents are not allowed back into Costa Rica at this time. And so um, I know your heart is there, your desires to be there, but we pray that this time would also be fruitful for you, connections and just helping the church be aware of the good work that God is doing. Again, the reason we do this podcast, the What in the World is God Doing podcast, is because we turn on the news and it just seems like everything is falling apart. But the reality is the kingdom of God is at work. And we have eyes to see that through you and the work that you're doing there. So let's take a moment and pray for Jason and Abby. God, we're so grateful that you call us to serve, that you call us to be your hands and feet. And thank you for the way that Jason and Abby have heeded that call, have moved to Costa Rica to strengthen the church across Latin America. We're grateful for their friendship. We're grateful for their partnership. Would you bless them emotionally, spiritually, financially? Bless their little ones, especially Silas and Rebecca, as they're in their process of growing as newborn twins. Thank you for little Josiah. And we pray that this time in the U.S. would be profitable for them to make connections, but for the church to be encouraged the good work you're doing. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Jason and Abby, we are so grateful that you joined us for this podcast episode and sharing about what God is doing in Latin America. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. Our goal is to get you moving on mission. So go to hpcc.church missions and sign up for our weekly service updates here in Casper and beyond. Also follow our missions Facebook page at HPCC Missions. Join us next time as we continue the conversations to find out what in the world is God doing? The good work of God building his kingdom. Thanks for joining us.